On this episode of the AIE Podcast, we have meetups. The Nomads are coming to Smite. Star Wars has an amazing race. Racists. We have Racist. a date <laughs> for the Fall Craft Fair. Turbo Addiction and Hoots are here to talk about Eve. All that and more coming up now. Bringing you the latest news from the AIE gaming community from planet Earth and beyond. This is the AIE Podcast. Welcome to episode 205 of the podcast celebrating the AIE gaming community. Zod is out on super secret assignment tonight, so he left us in charge. I'm Makala, and I can usually be found making a mess in the guild kitchen. Over here is the lovely and amazing Aludra. Hey, AIE, I think you're awesome. And I'm trying to figure out something silly. Ah, uh, I totally got scrambled there for a okay. second. <laughs> and just to my right is our backup co-host, Tetsimi. I brought spreadsheets. Woohoo! Oh, which is wow. I'm so this, this week, we're joined by our, our special guests, Turbo Addiction and Hoots, who are here to talk to us all about AIE in EVE. Welcome. Hey, um, Turbo, most of you played with me on World of Warcraft at some point, but I've switched to EVE. And spreadsheets. <laughs> because you needed more paranoia? Yeah. Now, is um, Hoots off being a spy, or do we think he's going to join us later? I believe he will be joining us later. He's probably being a spy somewhere at the moment. Probably. Oh, that's sneaky. That's some sneaky stuff right there. He's so sneaky, we didn't even see that he wasn't in the show. Wow. I know, and yet he's all over. He's all over, leaving his mark all over the notes. So right, pretty impressive, dude. So, guys, what's been going on with you in game, Aludra? Oh well, that depends on the game. Let's see. In Warcraft, I've been, I've been digging a lot in Warcraft. Like, like I should be in the Warcraft equivalent of China. I have dug so many <laughs> holes, so deep. Oh. Matt Pandaria? Well, no, because I'm starting there. Okay. Yeah. And why are you digging? Because I want a stupid clawing, crawling claw. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Ooh, I hear typing. <laughs> He's working on his spreadsheets. Ah. Uh, Tets should know better to mute himself. Um. <laughs> um, no, so I've been, I've been digging for this clawing claw. Crawling Claw Pet, which totally doesn't exist. And I'm pretty convinced that it, it, there's like some sort of if clause, like if Eluder's digging, do not let pop ever. Mm -hmm. Because, yeah. But other than that, I've been playing a lot of Final Fantasy because, oh my gosh, there's a patch, and oh my gosh, it's so great, and oh my gosh, I... I'm digging in the dirt in Final Fantasy, I just realized. What are you doing in Final Fantasy? I'm I'm the gardening lead of the guild, and so um, there's so many things you need to garden up, and yet we only have these three tiny little plots, and they keep adding more stuff. Like with the last patch, it's it's um, plant special seeds to color your choco your chocobo, and uh, so I've been I've been gardening on overtime trying to get these seeds out and these fruits out for the whole co grand company, the whole guild. And, yeah, it's just been a lot of digging in the dirt this week for me. Oh, my God. So what other games can you dig in? Or have you been digging in? Well, there's Minecraft, of course. Right, of course. There's, there's always Minecraft. But, yeah. I, and Harvest Moon. Do you know how much Harvest Moon I play? Yes, so that's a lot of digging in dirt and farming. That's amazing. <laughs> oh, if yeah. You're the, if you were in the Warlords beta and you had your Of course I am. Then you've got your mine... And you'd be digging in your mind. Yep, exactly. And all you, uh, all you uh, beta people need to be quiet about it. Oh, no, I love the beta. I love it so much I barely play it so that... No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> unamused McCullough's unamused. Oh, okay, then unamused McCullough, what have you been up to in games? Um, 
I've actually been working too much to game. Uh, uh, there we go. Well, no, uh, since the Munchkin started um, junior high and she has to be at school at 6.30 for cross-country, we usually we leave the house about an hour earlier than I normally we normally would, but I still work as late. So we're doing a lot of that. We did um, have a good night Sunday in raid. Yeah, I missed it. I know, honey. I'm, I'm, guys, you guys, I'm so tragic. I just missed everything. And... No, I'm kidding. Are you coming tonight? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm here now. I better be coming. All tonight. right. <laughs> And we're uh, gearing up for the craft fair, but more about that later. And how about you, Ted Zimi? What spreadsheets have you been working on? Actually, just working on uh, crafting mining in um, Oldham. Trying to get more elementary more and the ore for prospecting jewels from for the crafter. So that's where we need our, our the main part of our gems right now. So I've been focused on that. Um, dabbling in the beta, um, just trying to figure out how the professions in the beta are going to translate to the craft fair for next craft fair. So we've got that ahead of time, um, that sort of things. But uh, other than that, just logging in Tet. Oh, rep grinding on Shaohao. I'm doing the uh, timeless style. I go do the kill 20 elites, and I figured instead of killing the frogs, which takes about 10 minutes to do, actually go up and kill the flaming cows that are up there because they give you rep and count towards the quest so I'm grinding rep at the same time but that's about it awesome well we're gonna be digging into Eve online shortly but first let's cover this week's news news bumper news bumper, news bumper. News. there we go there we go! Okay, because I was sitting there and I'm like, uh... There Sorry, we go. it took me a moment to get it loaded. No, 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 that's no problem. You guys, as you can always, always tell, we are only the highest level of professional on the AIE podcast. Okay? Only the best for our listeners and only the best for us. So, who's typing in my ears? <laughs> Steve Allpro, are you coming to Dragon Con? And want to hang out with some of the members of the finest guild around? AIE has a meetup plan for the Joystick Game Bar in Atlanta in just one Earth Week. Whoa, what's that? An Earth Week? Yeah, we're getting technical. We're in so many zones we don't even know. August 28th from 7 to 10, meet up at the Joystick Game Bar, which actually sounds like a lot of fun. So if you're going to be there... Head on over. Also, the Final Fantasy Fan Fest is coming to Las Vegas on October 17th, and we are planning a mini guild hall at the Rio Hotel. Yes, nice. that's right. Vegas, guys. Come on. Everybody should be driving in for this, excluding me because, you know, illness. But, hey, Fan Fest in Vegas. I Where else would we not stand out? I mean, honestly, guys. <laughs> I think there's also, like, at the same time in a different hotel, there's, like, an Eve event going on, so. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, Eve Vegas is going to be happening very soon. I'm not sure exactly what's all going on with that because it is too far for me to drive. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> oh, too bad. Good thing the internet can let everybody kind of be inclusive in these events. You know what I'm saying? I mean, if you can't be there, sometimes there's streams, sometimes there's feeds, sometimes there's just a lot of news articles that can be almost as good. All right, and the Nomads head into Smite tonight at 9 Eastern Standard Time. So once you're done here, head on over to HiResStudios.com to play. What is Smite? Well, it's a first-person MOBA that has a traditional MMO feel to it where you get to play any variety of mythological beings. Can't play tonight? No worries. Head on over to the Imperi Imperium Ludi section. Words are hard of the forums where we can see the nomads are drifting to next. Star The Amazing Race Season 2 in Star Wars The Old Republic starts September 2nd and runs every Tuesday through September 29th. You have until August 30th to sign up, but you might want to as a million credits are on the line. To run the race, you must be on a level 55 Republic tune 
and have AIE Mumble installed. And reminder again, Vent expires September 1st, so you want to make sure your Mumble is up and running. Yeah, Mumble's really great, you guys. Like, I know it's like, oh my god, I gotta change the thing. I don't want to. Mumble updates all the time, whereas Vent doesn't, and it's just, it's really awesome, and it's a really great change. I mean, the clarity for my guild, or not my guild, her, my, my raid team is just outstanding. Yeah, you can all the, hear all the inappropriate comments loud and clear. Yes, yes, that's what's great about raid teams, you guys. <laughs> oh, and just another quick reminder, just because it's not explicitly marked D&D, &D, remember, Quest and Raid channels are D&D. &D. We're going to be putting up some clarifying signage very soon. Dungeons and Dragons? Yes, that's right. No, do not disturb, guys. Come on. Oh, you are awesome. Everything is awesome. So, as mentioned already, the AIE Fall Craft Fair has been announced. Join AIE in the lovely, picturesque, non-crowded Silver Moon City on October 4th and 5th. There are There's lots of information on the wiki, including leveling guides, materials needed, and of course, the history of this mainstay on the AIE calendar. If you want to know why it is we do the craft fair and what's going on, check it out. Am I the only one hearing the echo? I hear a bit of an echo. Yeah. Does somebody have their um, speakers open? Nope. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, I hear you great. Okay, well, I'm just going to have to muscle through it, guys. Sorry about that. So, if you're interested in RP and don't know where to start in Warcraft, check out the RP section of the AIE Azeroth forums, where there are various events and opportunities posted. Start your own group. Fill in a backstory on the wiki. We support all of this. So let your creativity fly. Because, you know, we are an RP server against common belief. I know, I know. It's really great sometimes, you know, wandering around and seeing some of the events other players can put on. Once I stood there on my warrior just staring, thinking I found a new NPC event until they started talking about me. <laughs> and, yeah, awkward. Awkward. <laughs> Alright, and OMG Guild Wars 2 news. That's right. Wow. Guild Whoa. Wars 2 feature pack was featured in Guild Mag. The new content has even even has a video outlining the new feature coming to the game. A full list of the new content is up on the Guild Wars site, and of course the discussion is right going on in the forums. We missed you guys. Glad to see you're back in the news. Yeah, guys. Come on. Don't be shy. And Final Fantasy Patch 2.x. Something. Something, yeah, something. It's something, man. Sorry. All right. I meant to launch say that. <laughs> well, the new patch launched yesterday, and as usual, Square outdid themselves on their patch notes. The patch comes with new content, including a crafting faction, new food, that, new food so you can dye your chocobo, and, of course, new pets. So many new pets, and they're adorable. They're like going out of their way to make these things more and more adorable with each patch. It's like, ah! Sorry. Just from what we saw what we saw last week, I have not seen Final Fantasy. My God, that is a gorgeous game. Oh, my God. It really is beautiful. I mean, just seriously. And I wrote, feel really bad for anybody listening to that show audio. I mean, it was a very visual episode. <laughs> very, very much so. Uh, we're sorry about that, guys. So, Star Trek Online is getting into the event fun. From now until Thursday, September 11th, max-level characters can take on the crystalline entity, earning new currency every 20 hours. And, of course, there are new reputations, new things to earn, and this event even has a normal and elite version. It is crazy all this stuff that's going on I don't even really understand it so we've got uh, some patch notes here and of course discussion in the forums guys we love the forums you should go to the forums that's where all the best stuff's happening they most certainly are mm -hmm. and with that Turbo are you, go, are you ready to talk to us about what's going on in EVE and hopefully um, we will well, Sue's not going to show up. <laughs> Hoots will show up soon to join us. 
Yeah, I'm hoping he shows up here soon, but uh looks like the last time someone from Eve was here, Eve FanFest had just wrapped up and everybody was starry-eyed from all the cool changes that had, that had been announced. One of the main things that changed with Eve since is that we are on a six-week release cycle. So now we get expansions every six weeks rather than two big expansions each year. Great. So if something's not ready, it can be pushed back and something is still released every six weeks. That is so awesome. Oh my gosh. So everybody is still, it's like new content all the time. Yeah. Um, are, are these big changes or small quality of life things or just a mixture of whatever they got? It's a mixture of everything. Um, That's so great. Yeah, we uh, we just, they still try to push for uh, two to three big expansions each year, but they're also wanting to get one every six weeks, so ten a year, I believe, is what it is. That's impressive. Um, the one of the biggest releases. Well, yes. Oh, just had a question. Is now, from what I understand, Eve is still integrated with Dust, or am I thinking of a different game? Uh, yes, it is, but Dust is pseudo-dead. They're, okay. um, they're yeah. working on a successor to that that will be on PS4 and PC. So it'll be, uh, I believe it is called Legion, and it is going to be Dust for PCs, which is one of the things that a lot of people wanted. Yeah, yeah I was going to say... Because you had the game on the PC, why didn't they have that version? I understand it was because an they wanted. Or... Yeah, it was a console exclusive, and I think they just wanted to show the game to a different audience or try something. I, I like I like game producers who try something different with their stuff. You know, sometimes yeah. it works, sometimes it doesn't. But hey, at least they're out there experimenting. Right. Yeah, uh, the most recent big release was Chronos and Cirrus, and Chronos was. Kronos was a uh, good release, but Cirrus is one that caused a lot of controversy because it completely overhauled the entire industry system, and mm -hmm. we had a few people quit and then come oh, back the next yeah. day. I imagine uh, like that is the game to some people, right? Is just the industry and the markets and stuff. Any? Yeah, um, and most of them quit and then come back within a few days because they realized that the sky didn't fall. <laughs> oh, yeah. It sounds well, like every time they nerf something in WoW or, or another game, everyone goes, I quit, and then they go, oh, wait a minute, I don't think that was as bad as I thought it did. Yeah, exactly. Like when, when everything went fuzzy pandas, people were like, oh my god, the sky is falling, it's pandas! No! But it, it <laughs> really had some great gameplay, and I'm sorry, I love the pandas. Like, all my characters are pandas. You can't beat the pandas. Because it's like you're your own pet. Yeah, I'm my own pet! <laughs> uh, the industry update made the entire setup a lot more user friendly so now it's not just you have to have spreadsheets for everything you still have to have spreadsheets but the game kind of goes through and tells you what's going on so you don't have to be so reliant on spreadsheets That's that's really great because one thing about Eve when I played it for my very short stint is that a lot of things just aren't very intuitive to new players and and even I could see that you know making it more intuitive would even help some of the old timers I mean just because it's got a high level of understanding doesn't make it instantly better you want as many people to participate in as many different facets of the game as possible get the whole experience, so I'm really glad to hear that they're making things just a little bit more user-friendly. Definitely. Yep, agreed. Yeah, um, most the update that's coming up is the Hyperion update, and it's got a whole lot of people from Wormholes mad because of little things are changing, but for the most part, it's going to be a good change for a lot of the Wormholes, especially Black Holes, which have been kind of the kind of the one area that nobody wants to be at. Yeah, um, well, that's that's just true in general, you know, black holes in the neighborhood, you just kind of <laughs> want to move out. Uh, they're adding PVE burner missions, which are, um, they're more for small frigate and destroyer class 
ships, and it's more for a single person. So you can go in, and you have to fight a really, really hard NPC that's probably going to blow you up most of the time. Well, it's Eve. By yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I like that they're adding more PvE content, you know? Again, Eve is a very different game for for all the players, and uh, you, you typically have to make your own content, but now and then it's just kind of nice to have something to go, okay, well, tonight I, I don't really feel like creating all this content. I just kind of want to do something. Go do something, right? Yeah. Uh, with us joining Brave and where we've moved to, there is no longer us creating content. Content comes to us. <laughs> you just wear the out. tag, go outside the door, it says, Hi, we're here to play. And blow the world goes, Hug, right? <laughs> yeah, if Stu was here, he would tell you about the really expensive prorator that he lost trying to be a uh, sneaky, sneaky pilot delivering fuel. Oh, no. Well, that's right, because Stu has to, if I remember correctly, Stu has to refuel all the uh, POSs, right? Yeah, um, he's been helping Hoots, and like, I'm unfortunately like 20 days away from being able to help them, so I'm, I'm not going to be able to help him anytime soon. And that's not in travel time, guys. He has to train up and learn skills, and they're going to take him 20 days just so he can be a gas attendant. <laughs> yep. That's I'm one sorry. liquid training program. <laughs> sorry, I don't mean to belittle what you're saying, but <laughs> uh, it's 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 crazy. Right now, I'm training how to um, uh, hack relic sites, and that's oh, okay. that makes big money for me. Nice. Yeah. Um, one of the things that they're adding with the Chronos patch is more um, more character customization. So you oh, can get for when you're outside the ship. Yeah, for when you're walking around in your little little tiny Captain's room quarters. that they give you. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're actually giving everybody hats and more cybernetic arms and jackets. Oh cool. And one of the hats looks like a tinfoil hat tinfoil hat. Tinfoil hats in space. Guys, guys, I just want you to think about that for a second. You're wearing it's... a tinfoil hat as you cruise around in space. That is just the best image I think I'm going to have this week right there. Well, Sounds like they borrowed Secret World and put it in space. I was going to say, it is Eve. Everybody's paranoid, so it works. And for some reason, my tinfoil hat in my brain is tinted blue. Can you do that? Can you tint the tinfoil hat blue? It's actually kind of silvery, bluish color. I no, think. but can you dye it? No, I don't think you can dye it. Oh! Come on, Eve! <laughs> hey, and look who's joining us. Uh, I can't see who's joining us. Who is joining us? It's not true. It's not true at all. I'm not here okay. yet. I might not even be working. Okay. okay. No, we hear am you. I working? Oh, I am working. You're working just fine. Perfect. A wild hoots appears. Yeah. A wild ooh. hoots appears. Yes. Oh, that's so. awesome. Okay, so. So, Trevor, what what else do they have coming with this expansion? That I cannot uh, die. The ability to like, if you have multiple accounts right now, um, the only way that you can uh, plex the account is if you already have, um, if you already have game time, and plexing it gives you thirty days. So, they're giving you the ability to, if you have Plex on another account that has game time and you have one that's not, you can go on ahead and just assign game time to that to the other account and not have to pay for time or gotcha. do some jump with your hoops to get it back on. So, so if you let that second money. account expire and you're like, oh, I don't want to sign up for 30 days of game time because i got the money on the other ship, you just go, here, <laughs> have it. That's, yeah, exactly. That is such a nice ease of use thing, you know, being able to just keep everything on your main account so you don't lose track of it, and then assign it to your little alt accounts as needed. That is so brilliant. I wish more games would do that. Not that yeah. I have multiple accounts going on anything or anything, but... No, not at all. Never! And they're making overviews um, more easily shared. Right now, you have to go through a whole bunch of hoops just to get your overview 
Oh, okay. Wait, wait a minute. Uh, this is this is a bigger deal than it seems. This no, is, no, no. This is the most amazing like feature that they're introducing <laughs> with Hyperion. Shareable overviews. Like and they announced that. Dare you announced... have a lack of enthusiasm, Turbo? How dare you? <laughs> no, no. But like we're gonna we're gonna rebalance wormholes. We're gonna make wormholes awesome. We're gonna do all these pretty cosmetic things. And then they announced shareable overviews, and everyone was like, "That's that's the best feature Ooh. ever." Right. Uh, so it's basically you can take that template that says I've got my overview set up this way and it's all customized and you've spent all the time doing it and you can just, what, Eve mail it over to somebody and they can pick it up? It creates a link and you just share the link with somebody and oh, it saves nice. server side. So you can you could email it in-game to everybody right. and then everybody can click on that and they all have the same overview. It makes it good for certain operations so that you know everybody has the right overview and nobody's going to be shooting blue people. Unless yeah, yeah, yeah. And that'd be really handy for new players too. It's like, no, look, it's over in your, you know exactly how it's laid out. So you can say, no, it's literally in your left mid-range corner and they go, oh, that thing there. And you go, yes, exactly. Look at that little overview bit. And I mean, the only downside is there are people in the Eve community that have spent hours of their lives creating guides on setting up your overview, and those are all right. going to be completely useless now. Well, yeah, well, I wouldn't now say they useless. Said, they're like, hey, you want a nice overview? Link here. <laughs> right. And, and you're right, yeah. Tets. They're they're not useless. No, but um, my my like hyper I like hyperbole. So yes. Useless. Oh yeah. <laughs> and well, I'm no, sure there will be. Go ahead. Uh, I'm sure there will be bad people in Eve that sell overviews, but oh that's my God. Of, no. something to corrupt your overview because or hey, prank why overviews. Not? That's prank what over I was thinking is prank overviews. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's going to be the best thing ever. Is yeah, so we can highlight like blues being red or something ridiculous <laughs> like that. That's going to be the most amazing thing. I'm going to have to make that as soon as it comes so, out. So <laughs> this means that now there's even more of a way to. Screw someone yeah. over an Eve? Yeah, yeah you, can, you can make an overview that is basically exactly like the same thing except that one crucial thing, it's just gone. Yeah. <laughs> you could hide all your bombers and even when they unstealth, they still don't show up on the overview. It'd be awesome. And uh, one of the things, it creates a link, and links show up in Eve all the time, and people have figured out how to modify the links to where it doesn't say exactly what it says. So oh, I'm sure so somebody will... the links. Great. Yeah, I'm sure somebody will make an overview thing, a link, that when you click it, your overview just is gone. Pretty much yeah. just ruined. <laughs> it just blanks you all out. <laughs> what a, oh man, could you set it up so it'd be like on a timer? So you're like, kind of doing your thing and then all of a sudden your overview is your, your layout's just gone. Because <laughs> that, that would be the, yeah, that would be like the ultimate in, in prank overviews. Just all of a sudden, okay, everybody's in position, you're about to attack, and then your link was bad, so your overview just self-destructed. I, I don't think that's a thing, but I want to make it a thing. Yes, <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. No, make it incredible. so. <laughs> no, that actually, I mean, aside from the pranks thing, it would be nice to say, okay, I want this overview active because our mission is going to run an hour. And so you have the, the that overview running for an hour and then it automatically reverts back to whatever you normally have. It would be interesting. But I'm sure there's going to be a whole market of overview sellers. No, use mine. It's better. You know? Yeah, but no, mostly as a tool for, like, new players coming in. It'll be nice to have, like, that standard overview just set up for them so that they're not, not shooting at blues. So that that's just going to be huge. And then anytime I create a new character or reinstall the client, I, I like, have to spend an hour setting up my overview. Yeah. Again. Now, now I don't okay. have to do that, so it's great. Awesome. So besides all this great news that we have coming up um, for the 26, what have you guys been personally doing in EVE? Um, I'm not sure why I am, but I tend to be a diplomatic incident generator, so Hoots may be a diplomat. Mm -hmm. um, and I also bought a freighter and caused all kinds of OPSEC 
diplomatic incidents. So Turbo, for, for the people in EVE who aren't initiated, what, what exactly is a, a freighter? A freighter is a really, really, really big um, semi-truck, pretty much. And they're quite expensive, and they move really, really slow. And you get one, and you move lots and lots and lots and lots of things far across the universe and hope that you don't get blown up on a gate because somebody decided to declare war on you or they just don't like you or they see that you have way too much money inside of your ship and they want to see if it's going to pop when they pretty much blow your balloon up. Oh my. <laughs> so, so how could you possibly, possibly create a diplomatic incident with your freighter? Just because um, I'm me. Okay. Penn State <laughs> well, Diplomatic Incident Generator. So, so, yeah, so that, yeah. that's, that's not on. entirely fair. Uh, yeah. So you you that's were you were in a mall, right? And you were making you were making a bookmark outside of the station because again these these freighters they're so huge they take forever to move and forever to align properly. So, so you were basically making... he's a space whale yeah. ship. Actually, um, yes, very much. So you were making an, an insta-undock to kind of combat that a little bit, right? Yeah, and I undocked. I didn't click anything. My ship was just flying perfectly straight. And you have 30 seconds of um, invulnerability where nobody can do anything whatsoever to do anything to you. So I just undocked, just let the game run, because I was going to... Eventually my ship would get to a good point away from the station that I could set, make a bookmark, and then when I undock with the freighter, I just click a button, and it zips off to that spot without having to wait um, 45 seconds for it to align and go to that spot. So what happened to you while you were doing this? I had two people invite me to a duel while I was in a uh, really cheap, ship and not doing anything and I guess I made them mad so they declared war on me. Wait, 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 wait. So let me get this straight. You're in a giant land whale ship in space. So, you know, you're 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 drifting along slowly in a small moon. Well no, I was I was in a I was in a little tiny ship. Like a, just a little frigate. And just yeah, making because it was fast. People are trying to along. pick on you for easy pickings. Oh, so you you were making basically you were in the frigate making a bookmark for the big ship, right? Yes. And that's when they they threw the duels down on you, and all of a sudden, like a half an hour later, I get this notification for uh, for our freightering corpse saying you've been war decked, and I'm like, huh? Why would someone declare war on our 12-man logistics corp that we use only for shipping and don't engage people in. And then all of a sudden I get this message from Turbo saying, uh, oh. I think I messed up. And I'm like, what? And people no, are declaring war on FedEx is what you're telling me. That, that's exactly what's happening, is people are literally declaring war on UPS. Oh my god, oh, you guys! <laughs> Could you imagine a war on FedEx? People are going to be ambushing you guys. So, <laughs> so yeah, we had, to, we had to completely restructure our shipping corporation to protect all of our shippers so that they don't get shot in the war. It's kind of, I think it's hilarious, and I think it's great. Um, I'm just trying to imagine this in the real world, you know, people jumping out of bushes, screaming at FedEx guys randomly. Hey, if, they don't deliver, if they don't deliver my packages soon enough, I might do that. No, no, you're not even mad at them for not delivering your packages. You're mad at them for doing their own packages. Yep. <laughs> and you're jumping out of trees. Ah! <laughs> Yeah, they got mad at me because I was being just passive and didn't want to play their little game of, here, let me blow you up. Oh, jeez. Nice. Nice. Real mature, guys. Real mature. Though, this game's not exactly known for their maturity, so I don't think I could ever shame them. I was gonna say. <laughs> yeah, this coming from Pet Princess Aludra. <laughs> right. Oh, you showed us. And I'm, I'm almost as bad as Stu. I lost my one ship that was really expensive because I was bad and 
warped to a place that I probably shouldn't have been, and NPCs blew up my poor, poor um, Gila that I've had since I joined the Corp in February, and it was mm-hmm. named Malcolm Reynolds because of its resemblance to the Serenity oh. ship. Nice. Very nice. So you were in a bad part of town where you shouldn't have been? Yeah, the NPCs didn't like that, so they kept me from warping away until they blew me up, which only took a few seconds. Oh, so man. They you. Yeah. Um, warp scramble, and nope, you're not going anywhere. Exactly. And I couldn't do anything. So that was 300 million S. Just go. Jeez. You know, let me let me ask you a question though. Like like how much isk do you make in a given night, Turbo? Uh depends on how many other people are doing it, but last night I made uh three hundred and ten million in just about three hours total and that was just flying around doing right. doing little so things. So you made the ship in an hour. Yeah. So so don't feel too bad. I was gonna say yeah. That, that he's gone that. like like he, he hasn't like become shipless or homeless or anything like that. He just unfortunately warped his ship into the wrong place. And I just wanna say for the record, I have never lost my ship to NPCs. Oh uh, no, I take that back. I've lost <laughs> I think a thrasher when I was like two weeks old, still derping around in high sec before I joined AIE. Um, but other than that, I have not lost a single ship to NPCs in the game. Oh, except for this other time when you lost a ship, and... I, I lose ships all the time to other players. I lose yeah. ships consistently and frequently to other players. But not um, NPCs. But not NPCs. That's my one true claim to <laughs> not being terrible at this game. And I'm trying my best as kind of a a recruitment officer to spread the word of AIEU to everywhere that I can get our name out. And I don't know if it's working, but I'm trying. Have we seen any increase in um, members? Uh, That I don't know. Hoots, have we? Um, on and off, we actually, yeah, last week we saw a little bit of a spike in Delta, so, so far so good, keep it up, um, now is, I mean, now that everything is settled down too, we're not structure grinding every day in order to take over a new region, it's a much better time to join us, because we're settled down, we actually have a home, it, you don't have to alarm clock at 4am in the morning to capture that home, it's great stuff, it is a better time to join us now. Great. And now if someone was interested in joining, what do they go about doing that? How do they do that? Uh, probably probably the best way would um, be to apply at or, um, apply at Umami um, if you have your character already made. And from there um, from there once you have been accepted in Umami, we will give you specific instructions to keep you safe while you're with us because Brave is a large alliance and they have a lot of enemies so we're at war pretty much constantly. So we try to keep you from dying when you come to us so we usually wait until... Except for the very explicit instructions where I tell you to blow yourself up in order to get to us. Yeah. Is that in or out of the station? That is out of the station. Okay, yeah. it's a stew thing yep. to blow yourself up in the station. Correct, yes. <laughs> I think he's a bad influence. No, I'm, I'm really a terrible influence. influence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Eve Branch is a total bad influence. They're like, yes, let's blow people up, and yeah, let's start a war, and yeah, let's, let's militarize our UPS. <laughs> I mean, guys... We're like the cool kids in the corner with our candy cigarettes. It's yeah. pretty <laughs> terrible, and I put cool in air quotes. Now, look, the interesting thing, though, about EVE is, unlike all the other divisions of AIE, a lot of those rules and niceties are just not there. Uh, you know, it's, and there's, it's a little bit looser. Um, to be told, like, since I became CEO, I've kind of dialed that back a little bit, and I've brought a little bit more order to town. 
um, because, and you know, when when we were in test, it, it was it was a little bit different, <laughs> and certainly kind of the community you hang out with uh, influences yeah quite a deal in test. Test Alliance, I mean, they're fun guys, they're great people, but they're definitely an unmoderated Reddit community in all its glory and terribleness, really, that is the internet. Um, so I've kind of tried to bring, I guess, the shtick that differentiates us from from the rest of Eve, that we're your oasis of sanity in, in a sea of madness. Um, wow. Because Eve is, Eve is definitely a really dark and really sometimes sometimes it's even a little bit of a boys locker room type of mentality and I, I don't like that and I don't want to see that in AIE so we've we've brought that back I've kind of in, reintroduced the naming requirements for AIE oh, wow, and, great. And, yeah no I I don't want to see like you know farting McFarderson right. in, in my corp when I'm looking in local uh, or corp chat, no. So I, we've we've kind of. I, I wouldn't say we're actually that far again. The language requirements are a little bit looser, but other than that, uh, it very much is the same AIE. That is really great to hear. Yeah, yeah, because a lot of people think that you know AIE and Eve is, is exempt from the rules and it's totally different. But as long as it's still AIE, I mean. That's what we want to give as a as a gaming community. It's pretty much the same experience no matter what game you're in. Yeah, a a absolutely. AI people in AIU are absolutely not exempt from the rules and kind of standards of conduct we have in AIE. Which is just brilliant. I I love that. I love that. You know, no matter what, we always give the same kind of experience. I can I play Final Fantasy with a totally different group of people than I play uh, World of Warcraft, but I know I'm still playing with the same type of people who want the same type of thing. And that's just one of my favorite things about the guild. And I try to, I try to go about um, recruiting people in more of a sophisticated way than just really, just really bad and not good methods that some of the other corporations that are in Brave tend to use. I don't I don't go around uh, spamming cans everywhere and naming them that we're recruit recruiting. Sometimes we'll post up and local to Wait. tell the other I think corporations. We should spam cans everywhere and post that we're recruiting. I think that might be effective and funny. Oh god. <laughs> oops. Oops, oops, maybe not. You have an idea. Yeah. Well then I can do whatever I'm told. It's it, if you want me to spam cans, I will have cans all across the entire universe. No, we need to do it. We need to do it ironically, though. I, I'll, I'll think yeah. about that. Like just one can it... at every gate, like throughout all of catch. I think might right. be because that way you're not causing server lag. And I don't know. I'll, I'll have to think about that. <laughs> oh my gosh! There, yet another way to cause lag and, and troll each other in Eve, guys. You heard oh, it no. here. Yeah, like like what some large corporations will do is they'll take their 250-man fleet and have everyone drop a can, and then two minutes later, whenever the timer is up, have everyone drop another can, and all of a sudden you're causing a bunch of server lag. Right. Oh, my. Mm -hmm. And the time dilation only kicks in when it... Um when you guys are in combat, right? So that wouldn't be affected by that? Uh, um, Tada usually happens when there's a lot of people on a server just so that nobody, no, no one person has an advantage. Right. If you have additional calculations on grid and on that particular node, then cans could influence tie-dye. Um, it would if people were shooting at them or were dropping them. I guess that's a that's an additional calculation, and it's an additional thing that you have to render um, right. as far as when you're loading grid. So yeah, that would marginally impact tie-dye. Probably not as as much as everything else going on, but but yes and no, I guess would be the answer to that question. Awesome. So what is e AIEU up to in EVE? I know what you guys um, are doing, but what are we doing in general besides, you know, all the great recruiting? Uh, Hoots and Lank have me working at, I'm now the recon officer, and they have me working on OPSEC missions and doing OPSEC things in OPSEC for more OPSEC in OPSEC. I'm having him scan all of Providence. Oh, wait, did, did I just spoil what the OPSEC was? <laughs> 
That's it. If you want to say it, you are the fearless leader. Um, dun, dun, dun. No, we've we've been getting into a tumble with uh, our neighbors up north in uh, Providence Block. So we've been we've been saying hello to them in a friendly fashion. Um, I named my ship Cuddles. Um, oh, I, I blew it up with hugs. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so that's that's uh, that's what we've been doing. We've been getting into a fight with the uh, the neighbors up north, who uh, some of them are role players. So a big in shout Eve? out to yeah in Eve, wow. um, they're kind of jerks though because they role. I mean, and this is how the Wait, game is sometimes they're like role playing jerks. You can be anything you want in space. The thing is, I a jerk. Is, I think the <laughs> ultimate role playing game because you're just you're playing yourself in game. So I don't get why then you need to role play like a particular faction. But but that said, there are these people uh, in the CDA, uh, which is an alliance that lives to just right to the north of us, and they're known as a big role playing alliance. Except again, like the faction that they role play for any of you who know anything about Eve is like an extension of what's called the Amar Empire which is just a really big bunch of jerks. And um, so, yeah, it's it's real interesting. Um, people, you know, I shouldn't be surprised about people, but honestly, you can be anything literally in the universe, and you're choosing and you role to be play a jerk. jerk. Yeah. Yep. I mean, ugh, just, wow. <laughs> so, yeah, we, we, we've been bringing love to them because we think they need it. Oh, good. You're waving your scanners at them and hoping they wave back. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. Sounds good. Link Theris tends to rile them up because he likes to... Gee, Link riles people up? Never! Link Theris is... I, if you want to talk about a diplomatic incident, generator. He's one way to yeah. He's, yeah. Every every week, I like read something. Like he'll send it over like our super secret officer group me, and I'll be like, "You did what? Like, am I gonna need to talk to the Brave Alliance Council and oh, calm them down? What's what really? Thanks, Lank Theris. Thanks for spamming <laughs> in local chat that the Amarian God is not so great." Thanks. <laughs> and in love with the pasta god. And right, that that's kind of the big theme is that so the Amarian feeding the role playing trolls. Y y right, yeah, that's that's uh exactly. So well, so wait, other... role play a jerk. Right, right. <laughs> the role players do not enjoy you saying anything even just slightly negative about their Amarian. Wait, wait, princess. not only are they not only are they role-playing jerks, but they're role-playing religious zealot jerks. Are they like the Westboro Baptists of Eve, or what? It, it gets worse. Religious slaveholding jerks. Yeah, because they the, like the Amarian Empire is slaveholders, so they're religious slaveholding fanatical jerks. Who are overly sensitive, apparently. Yes. There you go. Oh my gosh. Like... <laughs> They, so they are super serious. People need oh all the love they can get. Yeah, they're real serious about it. So literally, these people need all the love that they can get. And we just want to bring yeah, them that love. They need hugs and cuddles. I see why you named it Cuddles now. I'm getting Most it. Most definitely. Yes. Um, other than that, I think beyond, I, beyond like the CVA shenanigans, um, I think I have my... my Poco, or not my Poco, my Moon Tower Empire that I, I've slowly kind of amassed. And I think that's why you ended up buying a freighter turbo. And a lot of people in the uh, the corp, I've, I've kind of, I don't know, drafted them into moving stuff for me. So we're, we're making money. We're, we're kind of just building now. Now that we have our home, this is our building stage. And other than that, just a lot of small gang activity. And then I have a couple of contests uh, too. Um, at the end of the month, uh, the people, the person that has the most kills at the top of the kill board, I am going to be personally giving a plex just as a contest. So that is a plex, again, for the uninitiated. Uh, I think we talked about this a little bit uh, with the uh, the introduction here, but um, that is a month of game time, or you can sell it for a good deal of money on the uh, the the market in Eve. Yep. Um, so that's going on. Um, anything else you can think of, Turbo? Oh, we are um, 
going to be holding a sort of amazing race like Star Wars is planning on having, mm-hmm. but ours is going to be the amazing death race because we're <laughs> sending <laughs> Yeah, we're sending people across very very dangerous space and they have to deliver a package and then they have to re-deliver that package back to us, and we're going to have eyes in places. And as soon as we get every detail worked out, we're going to provide really cheap ships, and then we give everybody a package, and if they can make it, they get rewards. So what is this official, unofficial PI fuel block materials buyback? So that is... that's. Yeah, I see that on the list, and that's because I have, again, and I didn't want to explain what my small empire of moons means, but what that means is I have a bunch of structures that are anchored on moons, except they cost billions of isk per month to maintain. And at first, I had Stu, our stupid genius, our logistics director, he was hauling all of this fuel back and forth, and he finally kind of looked at me proverbially one day and said, you're, you're an evil dictator, why are you making me do this? I'm going to build it all locally, because that's going to be so much easier. And that's what happened. So we are purchasing materials to build a fuel block so Stu can get some sleep sometimes. Oh, that's awesome. Nah, nah, evil dictator must go. Stu didn't show up. He must, he must do it the long way. That's uh, that's what I keep telling him, but I I don't know he he like keeps complaining about not being able to sleep. Hmm? Uh, you I've know. seen his list of of moons or not moons but POSs that he has to refuel, and it's not a small list. Well, those are the things he signed up for when he decided to become an international gas station attendant. Hmm? <laughs> hey, Luger. Yo. Hoots will set you up with some mining on a moon, mining moon goo. Hey, you does enjoy digging in dirt. Clearly, it's it's all I'm gaming in right now is dirt. <laughs> oh, and uh, AIEU is recruiting, and we can get you, anybody in AIEU can get you a 21-day free trial code. That's a buddy code, and how it works is you get 21 days free, and if you subscribe and buy the game then what happens is we get a plex. But the nicer of us, we will split that plex with you, which is usually, I think, uh, plex is going close to 800 mil sometimes, so that would be oh, wow. 400 million-esque just to start off with. And when you're, when you're first starting, ships cost less than 500,000 fit-up sometimes. Yeah. And that makes that goes a long way to help you start shooting at people and we offer free ships so actually that's the other thing yeah we do keep our hangar our common hangar uh full of free ships for absolutely anyone to take uh they do not cost a thing it is completely funded by my crazy moon project it's it's free for everyone, and if you're in the corp, take a ship, because I don't want them sitting there, and if you're not in the corp and you're looking for a home, we do offer free ships, and for the nicest, the real nicest of us, I give my Plex to the newbie completely. I don't even take a cut. So, use me, Hoops, or Drewson Howden on the forums as your uh, your recruiter, otherwise, but no, really, uh, we'd love to have you. Um, it's a fun time, and it's a good time to join us. It's not not so terribly crazy if you're... Because EVE is an intimidating game, and calmer times are usually a better time to get in. And you know there's a lot of downtime between other games right now, so you might as well try something new. Yeah, and if it's not for you, hey, no harm, no foul. I mean, it's a right. 20-day trial. That's what I did. All right, so... I think that's about it for tonight. Unless anyone has anything else? No, I think I'm good. You know, I mean, we found more dirt for me to dig in. Right. Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> okay, so while we're, our chat room begins to suggest show titles, we want to thank Turbo and Hoots for joining us so much and hear about all the crazy things going on in EVE. And uh, just a quick update, that DragonCon meetup that we announced earlier, 
Um, the meetup is actually at 8 o'clock at um, Joysticks, not 7. I just got a text from Math a little while ago. Oh, well, gee, if you, just, right? if you want to be there on time. On I time. Well, no, you're going to be there early because yeah. we said it was at 7. Okay. Okay, so guys, um, Hoots and Turbo, how can people find you guys via Twitter, website, the interwebs? Where are you guys at? Uh, you can find me at Turbo Addiction. Um, I've been recording a segment. Uh, there won't be one any. There won't be one today because we covered pretty much everything in Eve today mm -hmm. for the past couple months. But um, I will try to have one every week, and you can. Uh, I'm at Turbo Addiction on most places. And you can find me on the Twitters at. A-I-E hoots, all one word. I also sometimes do a small podcast called Capstable, which you can find at capstable.net. It's shockingly about EVE Online. Um, so yeah, if you're into that sort of thing, absolutely check it out. Awesome. Very nice. Very awesome. So if you have a question or comment about our show, you can email us at podcast at aie-guild.org. You can also find us on Twitter. The show is at AIE Podcast. Akizod, who isn't here, so I don't see why he gets to be first on the list, is at Akizod. I am at Aludra underscore AIE, and Michaela is at Cyberwave. And, of course, Ted, our amazing fill-in host who did an awesome job, is at Ivory Tiger. We record live with video every Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8, 6 p.m. Pacific. Wow, I just totally messed that one up, didn't I? And you can join the chat room and play along with our website at theaiepodcast.com. Our theme was composed by the amazing Andrew Allen. Follow him at Keys with Soul or visit his website, keyswithsoul.com. And now it's time to play all of the great AIE member segments we received this week, including much lesser known Shaw's, overly dramatic news, Ask Miss Mulgra, Hailing Frequencies, Ask a Magus, and Buxley's Journal. Welcome. This is Deadorn with another edition of Ask a Magus. Sadly, I don't have any answers for your questions this week. You see, I've been helping with preseason practice for all the gnome kicking teams. It's not an easy job gathering up enough gnomes for this sport, but it is well worth it. After this whole horde civil war we just had, a tradition like this is just what we need to bring everyone together. I would like to note... Strange. That one was very silent. Anyway, I would like to note that we have found the reason for the large increase in penalty calls in the preseason games. Turns out some high elves snuck in and decided to sabotage the games. After some inspections, we are happy to report we found them all and the games will run as scheduled. As for this segment, Please send in more questions to Askamagus on Twitter, and I'll happily answer anything you send me. Until next time. Thramka, and welcome to Ask Miss Mulgra, your source on matters of etiquette in Azeroth. Today's question is, what is the most appropriate way for Azerothians to participate in the ALS Ice Bucket Challenge? To participate in this challenge, you must first go to alsa.org and find out what amyotrophic lateral sclerosis is, because it is a disease that needs a cure. Next, if you can, make a donation to ALS Research. Just find one of those humans who has dollars instead of gold and copper, and get them to do it for you. Now comes the easy part. Find yourself a good frost mage and get them to cast freeze on you while someone throws a bucket of ice water on your head. As soon as you recover your wits, challenge others to do the same and to make a donation to ALSA. 
As a final step, encourage the ALS Association not to hire goblins to do the research. They will just blow up the lab and think it is a great joke. I am Miss Margaret, and that is my advice. Oh my gosh. Follow at Miss Mulgra on Twitter or listen to previous episodes at MissMulgra.com. I am Buxley. Welcome to Buxley's Journal. And three foot high statues of. Yes, may I help you? I'm here to start mage training. Is this the right class? Have a seat. As I was saying, maging is very dangerous, especially when you first begin. Now, a word about weapons. Mages have quite a variety of weapons to choose from, including daggers, maces, two-handed axes. Uh, excuse me? Uh, yes? I don't think that mages could handle weapons like two-handed axes. Are you a mage expert? Well, no, but... Well, yes, I thought so. As I was saying, you have a wide variety of weapons to choose from. You also have a wide variety of armor you can wear. There's cloth, leather, mail, plate. Uh, excuse me, sir, but I, I'm pretty sure that mages only wear cloth. Well, Mr. Mage Expert, I suppose you could, but you'd be at a pretty big disadvantage, wouldn't you say? That's why most of them wear plate. But... As I was saying, you have to protect yourself. I see that most of you in the audience, well, let's just say you look a little frail. You have to build up that strength and stamina if you're going to be wielding those weapons and wearing that armor. Your team is going to be depending on you to fight those monsters, do the damage you need to do, and tank in order to keep the focus on you. Sir, but tanking, isn't that a warrior's job? I think I know what I'm doing here. The maid school hired me specifically because of my expertise. What expertise would that be? Uh, let's just say that I've been part of teams that have witnessed more deaths than anyone else. Now, I realize that most of those deaths have been my own, but I still think that's a pretty significant statistic. Are you even a mage? No, but I don't see how that's relevant. I've seen mages in books, I've heard them in bars. I'm getting my money back. Hey, you can't leave. We haven't even gotten to your taunting lessons yet. If you'd like to see what I'm up to, follow Ask Buxley on Twitter. Hi, this is Captain Hunter from AIE and Star Trek Online, and hailing frequencies are open. It's been a fun summer, but it is time to get back to work in Star Trek Online, and STO has a new expansion coming out called Delta Rising. What's the big deal about this expansion? The level cap is increasing from 50 to 60. This is the first level cap increase in four years. And what does this mean for you? This means that you'll be able to earn new levels, and for Federation and Romulan officers, you'll move from Admiral to Fleet Admiral rank, and Klingons, I believe, into the Dahar Master rank. This also means that you will no longer be earning expertise, but will be learning skill points again and experience to help you level up. Each level you get, you'll get some new skill points that you can put into Captain Skill Trees. Now, what happens when you max level at 60 again? You can keep leveling by earning experience and using skill points to again unlock more skills in the skill tree until maybe you max out that particular skill tree that you're focusing on. Yes, even past 60, each time you earn enough experience to where you would have leveled up, you get another skill tree that you can unlock on your officer. There's a lot more coming out. This expansion is still a few months off, but new news is coming out, and it is an exciting time to be in Star Trek Online. If you feel like joining us, please feel free to stop by the forums in the Star Trek Online subform in the Alia Yakta Est section, where we have information on how to join us. See you around the spaceways. Blizzard Bags Burgers for Birthday Bash. It's the Overly Dramatic News. I'm Hunts the Wind. With the approach of World of Warcraft's 10th anniversary, Blizzard recently announced several events to commemorate the Big 10-0. But Blizzard parent Activision is always on the lookout for marketing opportunities to increase profits, so it came as no surprise when they announced that both McDonald's and Burger King will be sponsoring parts of the anniversary celebrations. The Royal Burger Company is to set up shop in South Shore to aid the Alliance in its never-ending efforts to claim Hillsbrad foothills from the Horde. Their burgers will provide a whopper of a stat buff to those 
those with orc killing on their minds. They will also reward those allies who complete Molten Core with a new Scorchling pet that acts as a flame-broiling cooking fire. McDonald's, on the other hand, will do its part to aid the Horde. Those purchasing a Happy Honor Meal in Taran Mill have the chance to win a Hamburglar Cape, which provides enhanced stealth for their ganking enjoyment. And the McFrosty Shakes sold at the entrance to Molten Core will provide a strong fire resistance buff, which should have Horde adventurers saying, I'm lavaing it. Broadcasting across all Azeroth, I'm Hunts the Wind. Check out the archives at OverlyDramaticNews.com or follow me on Twitter at HuntsTheWind. Greetings, this is Rastlin, presenting another installment of our ongoing informational series, Other, Much Lesser Known Shahs of Pandaria. Tonight, the Shah of Procrastination. The first thing the adventurers notice upon entering this Shah's lair is that it is littered with numerous chests, boxes, and crates, obviously still laying where they were dropped when the Shah first took up residence here. Engaging the Shah in combat leads to a series of delaying tactics by the Shah, which include pretending to look for a weapon to use, ignoring the hero's attacks, and then disappearing entirely, probably to go take a nap until it is truly ready to fight. Seeing that the treasure is just sitting there for the taking, the party can loot whatever container they wish, but find that they are all empty since the Shah apparently did not even bother to pack any valuables from its previous lair showing that this encounter is just a waste of time and that the adventurers themselves should not have been in such a hurry to show up. We now return to your Here Endeth the Lesson raid run already in progress. Thanks so much for joining us tonight, guys. Next week we'll be talking to Ducks and Abolus in Lord of the Rings Online. So until then, this is Makala. And this is Aludra. This is Tatsumi. And this has been the AIE Podcast.